from Relay FM. This is the Pen Addict, episode 525. Today's show is brought to you by Pen Chalet and Sanebox. My name is Mike Hurley, and I am joined by the radio's own Brad Dowdy. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> Come on down to the Coliseum. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to talk about this. We yeah. we we have um, my wonderful guest appearance on WNYC mm-hmm. this week that I've haven't shut up about because it was so much fun. We're going to talk about that in a minute, but uh, yeah, that was cool, wasn't it? I listened to the entire thing this morning. Yeah, yeah. Well, good. I'll be interested to uh, hear your feedback. Uh, but but first, Mike, we got to do DC Pen Show feedback. Yes. I feel like uh, I've talked about it so much, despite not being there. I was very excited to talk about the DC Pin Show because it is always, as I said before, a complete hot mess. Um and it, it lived up it lived up to that, Mike. It lived up to the hot and the mess part. Mm. I, I do I do think um following it on Instagram and in Slack over the the span of the show, which was really like Thursday night of last week to Sunday. Uh-huh. Um, it went pretty well. Like I think people had fun. Like everything that I saw, you know, I was I was super jealous of everyone though that was there. So like that's a good sign that hey, it went generally well. But DC is always going to DC, right? Like I mean, it still had that like big bombastic look about it. Like it still had that like big and more and everything, you know. I still haven't seen a show that looks like that mm-hmm. in pictures, right? It is big. It's crowded. Um, this year, it was hot and cramped, and there was a lot of confusion, like table layout confusion, just with the construction of the hotel, right? The the after hours was non-existent because of construction. There was nowhere to hang out. They were getting kicked out of the bars at you know, 10 and 11 o'clock at night, which is like a recurring theme at a lot of these shows. It's like, it just, it seems to boggle the mind that any show promoters, like I'm not, you know, counting DC, uh, DC does not stand alone in this, that there's no like conversation that, Hey, could we get like a bar till midnight and like that's staffed and, and usable for, you know, people to come hang out at and, and, you know, spend money and things like that. So, you know, that's just always an ongoing thing. And it was made worse this year with the hotel construction. So I think a lot of the daytime, hey, we're at the show, we're enjoying the show things, and we're looking for pens and shopping for pens and, and seeing our friends was good. And then the show ended and there was like literally nothing for anyone to do, mm. which makes people frustrated who are there for like a three-day weekend, right? We talk about how... You know, the the having a day trip to a show is a different experience than spending, you know, a night at the hotel and having like an overnight, you know, hangout experience and just like a full, you know, pen show weekend experience is, is very different. And I think the full weekend experience, I think, weighed on a lot of people okay. more than the people who were there, say, for, you know, Friday day or Saturday day, right? I think the, the long time you know, show goers and people who've experienced a lot of pin shows. I I think it was, you know, a little bit rough around the edges, which I I don't want to overstate it, but like, that's what DC is. Like it shouldn't be like, I'm not, I'm not giving them any, I'm not cutting them any slack. Right. And there were even more extenuating circumstances this year, but you know, it just seemed that like the show you know, open out, open to close was fine. After that was like, nah, well, it could have been a lot better experience. And I think that's a lot of people, we talk about it all the time when we go to shows, we take more away from the not show floor stuff than we do the show floor stuff, right? What do you remember? Well, I don't remember necessarily the Leonardo Memento Zero I bought. Of course, I remember, yeah, I bought this at, you know, the Baltimore Pin Show, but I remember hanging out with the people at the show, those are the long lasting memories. And it seemed like there wasn't that much opportunity uh, Mm -hmm. for that this year. Um, Our friend Joe Crace from the gentleman stationer had his big write up today. We'll probably see a bunch of write ups coming in. Uh, I'm assuming Kimberly's going to do one for the pen addict this week. I haven't talked to her because everyone I've talked to who was at the show is exhausted (laughs) and is trying to recover from what is just a madhouse of a show. So uh, Kimberly will have her review up. I don't know if it's going to be this week or next week. It it always takes, uh, it's always a big review. She does such a good job. But Joe, 
Joe's review was very good and very telling and thinks a lot of the things that I think about pen shows and community as a whole, right? Not necessarily, you know, take DC out of it, but just the overarching, hey, pen community as a whole, you know, are we seeing a lot of effects of a lot of different things coming into our community? And, and we definitely are, you know, like travel is tough right now. You know, everything is expensive right now, not just, you know, food and, you know, lodging, but hey, pens are more expensive now, right? And like there, there's a lot of it's justified, right? You know, yep. hey, the cost of materials to make the pen is going up. I'm not saying, hey, things you know, shouldn't be as expensive. Like the cost of things is more expensive. So, you know, and we're in a completely discretionary income hobby, right? Like none of this, we don't need any of this, right? So mm -hmm. it's all discretionary income and there's not as much discretionary income right now. So does that affect the shows? Like it was a really good, long, detailed recap of the show environment you know, not necessarily talking about the actual, hey, you know, we did this on Friday, we did this on Saturday. It's more of what was the feel of the show? What is the overall community vibe of the show right now? And I do think, and Joe alludes to this a little bit, I think we're in a little bit of a transition phase, right? So, and it's always, there's always going to be new people coming into the hobby. And I think we have a lot of new people that have come in from the pandemic and are learning about writing and are just now figuring out what they want. And does that translate from a retailer's perspective to their bottom line? Does it? How does that translate from like five years ago when we didn't have all these new people in the hobby? Was that good or bad, right? Are they uh, spending less because they're just kind of, you know, getting their feet wet, trying to decide what they like, like we all did, you know, back in the day when we're trying to figure out what we like. Mm. Um, are they limited in the fact that, you know, I'm, I'm not picking on sailor, but it's, it's the easiest one to talk about price increases. Are they buying one sailor pro gear this year instead of three, you know, from the previous years, even though, you know, three would still be more money. It's just like the cost of each individual product is so much more. And that just, you know, it, it compounds on everything, right? Like the one pen that used to be three pens, you know, or the, the money got spread around a little bit differently, but now it's all invested into one pen. So there's a lot of change going on. I don't know that anything, we're going to see any big like sea change type of thing going on in the hobby or the business. Um, but, you know, Joe mentions community a lot in here. And I, that's my pet project, right? That's my favorite Thing to focus on is community. Hey, is everyone having a good time? And is everyone having an enjoyable experience? Um, and, you know, I think there's challenges with that too, right? Mm -hmm. Like I, my biggest focus when I go to shows is that a new person who's coming to their first pin show does not get overwhelmed. Like I will walk people around the show. Like I'll talk to people and start walking around the show. You've seen me do this a million times. Like it's important to me that people new to the hobby have a pleasant experience and and I want to do what I can to to uh, facilitate that. So yeah, it's a good good article by Joe. I I agree pretty much top to bottom with it and you know just all the feedback I got on the show was like, yeah, it was it was it was good, but like there people who have been doing this for a while or are, are looking for more and um you know there's some challenges that the big pin shows like DC has like can DC continue on this path as like kind of one one of Joe's big big takeaways and yeah I don't know I don't know so uh, we'll see so it'll be good for someone like Joe and Kimberly um people who are going to the DC show and the San Francisco pin show to kind of compare and comp contrast those shows because a lot of us who have been to both in the past kind of hold them in, in a different light. Like we understand that DC is going to be big and messy and we understand that San Francisco is going to be big and fun. Right. And how do those things correlate, you know, this year, like, let's, let's see what happens. So I'll be interested to go to San Francisco myself. So two weeks, I think, um, yeah, about two weeks I'll leave. Uh, and that, that should be fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing your... Uh, this will be the first big show you've been to, right? Yep, yep. Because you yep. did little we, ones. Because you did Atlanta. What only other, what only other, Atlanta. You only That's did Atlanta? It. I thought you I thought yeah. you traveled for one other, but I must have obviously nope. forgotten that. Nope, nope. Just Atlanta. And okay. Atlanta's tiny compared, compared oh, yeah, to... Oh, yeah, I mean, come on. 
Yes. Yeah. It's minuscule. Yeah. Like people were, I mean, as, as biased as I am toward Atlanta, people were asking me like, Hey, if you could attend any pin shows, like in the U S like, what is your, what is, what are the, the groups you would rank them in? And like Atlanta was like in the third group just cause it's, it's small, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, I put like San Francisco, Baltimore up there, like at the, in the top tier. Like I'm just doing this off the top of my head. I, I could be, I'm going to miss something and I haven't been to all the shows. Right. So it's not fair. Then I'd have like, you know, like your Chicago's and uh, Philadelphia's and, you know, probably even DC, like in the second tier, then you have a third tier. It's like Atlanta, the smaller shows and things like that, Atlanta, Dallas, some things like that. So, yeah. Um, well, you're not without options for pin shows. So does that mean DC has to step it up? I honestly don't think it does. Right. It, it, they've never <laughs> DC has always been on an Island where it doesn't matter what they do or how bad a time people have, people are still going to come. So uh, it's a little goods, bit weird in, in that way. Yep. They got the goods. They got the people. They got the crowds. So uh, crowds, uh, most people are saying the crowds were a little bit lighter this year, but that's understandable with, you know, travel, cost of everything, you know, just life in general. So interesting to get some feedback from people who are doing uh, uh, both events. So we'll see. Do you want to hit a couple of news pieces? before? Yeah, kind of related to the shows. I didn't get this specifically from the show. This came out before the shows and I meant to bring it up last week, but I've forgotten. This is uh, very exciting news for pilot fans like myself, especially pilot custom nine twelve fans. So in the U S so we've pilot has always made a huge range of the nine twelve size nib. Um, and in the U S we had about half of those options available. There's 15 <laughs> different nib options for the pilot custom 912 that are now available in the US where before we had just uh like seven of them. I'm going to read this off Mike and, and tell me how excited you are about each individual nib. No, I'm just kidding. I am going to read them off though. So, out of this this is the number 10 size nib, I believe. You can get it in extra fine, fine, soft fine, medium fine, medium. My favorite Mike, soft fine medium. Soft just medium. making it up now. <laughs> making it up now. I, my favorite is the super soft hard <laughs> zoom medium fine mm. metallic gradients. Yeah. Um, then we have broad, double broad, stub, music, waverly, flexible, posting, coarse. So, waverly. Waverly is like a turned up type of nib. Um, it's kind of. It, it helps with your angles, right? Like, so you can write it a few different angles. Like, it's it's not like a food aid nib. It's not that aggressive, but yeah. it's it's a little bit turned up at the tip. So you can as, do some as different Kate touch. Do they have wet? Do they have intermediate? Yeah, um, this is yeah. this is this uh, is the C three compound. Of this the, is a no. wider range of F one tire choices. <laughs> so I like that Pilot has, you know, moved this inventory into the U S. That's mm-hmm. a lot. That's a lot of investment in gold nibs, though. When I'm thinking about Pilot's inventory, to be able to stock 15 nib options, you know, adding a country the size of, like, the U.S. or North America, whatever their region is. How widely are they going to be stocked? Obviously, our friends and sponsors, Penchalet, have them. But are they yeah. going to be widely stocked? Like, maybe that's how they, they do it. Yeah, I mean, right now it's just in the 912, which is uh-huh. just a, a massively awesome workhorse type of fountain pen. Sure. But it's also very just standard. It's you know, it's plain back. Boring. Yeah. But I mean, this like, is, are they going to the be pen. giving it to, like, are they restricting the amount of retailers? I, it doesn't seem like it. Like, I was bouncing mm-hmm. around uh, seeing who had these in stock, and I couldn't find anyone who didn't have them. Like, if basically, oh. if you're a pilot, uh, Pilot America's customer, it looks like you have these options. So we'll see how the inventory goes. But the 912 is the pin I've always wanted to see, like the orange one or the purple one, right? This is this is the mainline pin that they should be pushing because the price is still really, really good for the quality, right? It's just a shame so, that it's just black and gold, like an all, black, black and silver. Yeah. I said, just always yeah. black and silver, and that's it. It'd be a bit. It would be fun because it's a nice looking pen. It's just a I bit like this is my posting once, nib pen, seen right? It a thousand times, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's great. Um, also, so I am assuming those were some of the options available at the DC Pen Show. Also at the DC Pen Show, uh, Narwhal announced a brand name change. Mm-hmm. Um, I want you to, to pronounce that for me, Mike. What, what do Na- you What do you have? Navalu. 
I'm sure I'm going to just go with narwhal because Frank says we can just call it narwhal. But no, for, that's no good. No, no, no. I know. That's no good. That's no good. Navalur, it's the uh, Icelandic name for uh, for narwhal. Um, okay. Which is it's cool. Are in Iceland? Like, uh, actually, Mike, let me tell you a story. No, they're not. They're oh. not based in Iceland. Um, but yeah, we're going to we're going to go with that. Like I I get it. Like it's fine. Like you're going to have a, a a hard time, you know, copywriting trademarking a very generic you know animal name you know anywhere in the world um so yeah i get it so they had to they had to to pivot the name and uh just try to bring it back as something else i think most people will still probably call them narwhal but i will actually probably get into the the novel or once i learn how to officially pronounce it and i'll I'll ask uh, my friend uh, jared who speaks uh, icelandic uh to to do a recording for me if he's listening uh he will send me a recording uh in the mail in the email and uh but maybe we can play that one episode so yeah i will say like just i'll put my business hat on a minute and if frank from from Navalur is listening don't say people can still call it narwhal because if you're doing that then what is the whole point of doing this like i agree you you the only reason it seems that they're doing this is so they have the ability to get trade protection on the name right so that yeah. they can copyright the which name, is good like which you should you do it's do. important yes right like yes. it's an important thing to be able to do to have some kind of protection of your brand especially mm-hmm. considering the, the year that narwhal that, that narwhal had right yes lots this is of a legal ha- stuff yeah. right i'm sure Business- it's related yeah, business wise, this is a had to be done. Yeah. So like I like I'm pro this name change, right? You have yeah. to be done. So. But if you're gonna do it, you've decided you want then you gotta lean into it. You can't like be like, ah, yes. you know, I know it's complicated, so you mm-hmm, can still mm-hmm. and so now question if you are saying people maybe you shouldn't have gone with this name. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you were agreeing that it's complicated, you know, there's there's maybe something else going on. I like it. I think it's nice, it's unique. Yeah. Um it it you know the spelling of it is going to be tricky for a bit for some people but you mm-hmm. know we get there and also I definitely am a person who subscribes to the names and names kind of idea of like after a right. certain point it doesn't really matter what something's called it's just called that mm-hmm. thing so it means that thing so it doesn't really matter. Right. Um like you know like we had someone ask us recently like, why is Relay FM called Relay FM and there were a bunch of reasons originally but now mm-hmm. It's just that's what it's called. Like there is exactly. the, the story isn't the same anymore because the company's different. Right. Um, so like there isn't you don't have to worry about it, but you just gotta lean into it. Like if this is what you're called now, you're Novel Pens. I like the logo. I like the small logo mark that they've made. Um, mm-hmm. that's on their Instagram post. Uh, and everyone's just gotta get on board. You know? Yep. I agree with you across the board. All right. This episode is brought to you by a new sponsor. For the pen addict, it's Sane Box. Inbox Zero is a thing of the past. In my opinion, Inbox Zero these days, it's <laughs> but a dream, you know? Like, yes, yes. To imagine such a thing. Uh, <laughs> we're all so inundated of email. It's not about responding to everything. It's actually, and really, part of the original idea of Inbox Zero is just about responding to the important things, the messages that really matter. Samebox gets your email in order by working on top of your existing setup. You don't need to create a new email account or download a new app. Samebox just makes your existing app, your existing service, more awesome. If you've ever met someone who used Samebox, you'll know that the initial Samebox purge could be a very powerful experience. (laughs) Even Twitter is flooded with people going from thousands of emails to single-digit number of emails. And then the program will allow them to manage daily from there. I have been a Samebox user for maybe five or six years now. And the main thing that I love about it is it just goes in there and tidies up my inbox for me. And I'm given control over it. It's like you can have it, you know, you can kind of get it set up in a way that if this person's emailed you for the first time, they're going to be put into a folder, the same later folder, and like you just deal with it later on. But I have and continue to, in some regard, work in a sales part of the business. So we get a lot of inbound email. And when I was setting up Samebox, I was able to say, like, hey, I work in sales. I get a lot of inbound stuff. And it tweaks the, the system to work best for me. So I really love that. 
Um, SaneBlox has a bunch of nifty features like the Sane Black Hole. You could drag messages to the Sane Black Hole folder from whatever service that you're using, you know, whatever app that you're using, from people you never want to hear from again. You drag their own messages to the Sane Black Hole, and it's better than unsubscribing because sometimes clicking unsubscribe can do one of two things. It can let people know that you're there or put you on other lists. Using the Sane <laughs> Black Hole folder, you're never going to hear from those people ever again, and it will make your unwanted emails go away. They also have same reminders. So this can remind you if somebody hasn't replied to an email that you set by a certain date. And best of all, you can use SaneBox, as I mentioned, with any email client on any device, anywhere that you check your email. It's so, so smart. Same reminders can actually remind you when you need to send that follow-up email. Plus, you can snooze emails, which is a great way to defer or de-emphasize less urgent emails and just read them later. See how SaneBox can magically remove distractions from your inbox with a free two-week trial. Go to SaneBox.com slash penaddict and start your free trial and get a $25 credit. That's S-A-N-E-B-O-X dot com slash penaddict. Our thanks to SaneBox for the support of this show and Relay FM. Yeah, I need this in my life. <clears throat> I got to get Buddy, on that train. It's so good. The yep. setup's really good. Um, and it it makes a, it makes a huge difference. Yeah, really I used it. I don't know, maybe five years ago. Yeah. So uh, I just need to like things have changed, and yep. that it's going to be a really good tool for me. So yeah, I'm going to look into that. Mike. Yes. I did a radio hit. That's the first time I've ever, ever been able to say that. I like saying that. I did a radio hit. Huh. Like, hey, I'm doing a hit at uh, yeah, ninety nine point seven ninety nine X. Well, it wasn't. It's was WNYC. <laughs> Way cooler to say WNYC, mm-hmm. right? So this is the NPR station out of New York City, um, very apparently popular station because I got a lot of feedback from from being on there. This was cool. Um, yeah. I've never. Ha- Can I tell you about this? The experience of doing radio. Have you done like like terrestrial radio type I of stuff have before? Done a pre-recorded segment that was played on okay. radio. Okay. So this was live. And it was part interview with myself and host um, Allison Stewart and part call-in. So let me just explain (laughs) my feelings about this process. Number one, Allison kept me in the loop via email. She was so detailed in prep Yep. that she made everything easy. She's like, I'm going to talk about this. Here's the links. This is my favorite pen. She this is, is the, these are the pens. She star host. I was so, blown away by how good she handled the entire segment. Yep. Like, I just yep. couldn't. I was just like, this person is all over all of this. She's so good, man. Yeah. So she got if to y'all be from the radio, you know? Right. So if y'all don't know who Allison Stewart is, she, I go way back with my my love for Allison into like the early 90s MTV. She was basically after Kurt Loder for all you olds like me. It, she was basically MTV News back when they were big and like Rock the Vote and doing mm-hmm. all these things like in the early mid 90s. And then she's parlayed that into just, I mean, she's just, just exceptionally talented, obviously by her, her career path that she's gone on. So you can imagine that, okay, in the prep and the scheduling, um, you know, she was on it, right? She's like, this is what we're going to talk about. And she's like, I'll just drive the whole conversation. You're not going to have to worry about a thing. So don't even worry about it. And I'm like, cool. Like she made me feel at home. And like, she doesn't know me from Adam, right? She's doing like a sec. She like literally does this every day. And she's taking all this care to make sure that I'm comfortable coming on and, and joining them. So day of call is Monday and my schedule time is 1.06 p.m., right? It's down to the minute in, in radio <laughs> land. So I get the email from the producers. So there's three producers. I'm on an email chain with three, three producers and engineers. Brad, at 12.55, you log into this Zoom channel. I'm like, okay. So I log in <laughs> and they're like, hey, Brad, okay, you sound good. Yeah, Um, we're wrapping up this segment and then we're going to do the ad then we're the top of the hour. Then we do like the meditation minute and then you'll be on with Allison. Sound good? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like literally in the, I dialing in, they verify me, you know, just the, the, the connection and that I'm ready and Allison will be with you in a minute. And then 
it's you're just on the air yeah like that's it it's the scariest thing yeah (laughs) it's just like and allison does this intro and then we just go and then like i tell people who you know on a um um you know when we do like friends of the show or podcast people have never done podcasts before i tell them you know don't worry about it i'll drive the conversation and I'm just going to ask you stuff that it's going to be easy, like right in your wheelhouse to answer. And, you know, one minute into this, you'll forget that you're being live and being recorded. And then all of a sudden, 30 minutes will pass. Well, that's the same thing that happened to me yeah. in this. Um, I could not believe that it went 34 minutes, the segment. We had some, we had other things in the notes she wanted to get to, but we were having so much fun with the callers that I think I she guess just wanted she to bring them to in. Prepare for, and I was like, I could hear in the way that it was being set up where mm-hmm. I was nervous of like, she has to be ready for if nobody calls. Yeah. Right. Like, right. There is a possibility. I was that too. No one's going to call in. Right. Like, and that could just happen. Yeah. It's nothing about you. Like that. Yeah. You've got to have the right people listening at that right moment. Right. Yeah. And you exactly. did. I mean, obviously there were tons. It, it turns, was constant. Yeah. It turns out they had a full phone bank. So we stopped doing our question, the questions that she had prepared to talk to me about. We didn't even approach any of them except like her favorite pen. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't even get into fountain pens hardly. She kind of, wedge that in at the end just because she she wanted to by the way there's a link in the show notes you can go listen to it it's like i listened to it online they have it on their website like i listened to the whole segment today before mm-hmm. we recorded so you can go you can go get it if you want to which i recommend people should go listen to it so the call-in questions like being put on the spot even though i like i didn't technically have to answer any of them i felt like it was my job to like comment on some of the stuff and talk about some of it <laughs> like not knowing what's coming like that's yeah. pretty scary and i was like oh okay i did that pretty good what that was, was very was funny fun. to me <laughs> Is like <laughs> I could like I know you right like yeah, yeah, and yeah. I know you know you you know what you're talking about right like you you've got yeah. an answer for all this stuff because you are the expert right mm-hmm. and the the problem for you is you're used to what we're doing right now right and a lot of the time she just like takes the call and is ready to move on and you're like no I have something yeah. to say <laughs> yeah and I, I want to tell it. you you're- it was so good. <laughs> Yeah, even one time, one time I went, uh, and she was trying to move on. She's like, oh, do you want to say something? I'm yeah. like, yeah, I do. <laughs> that really made me laugh. It's like, oh, Allison, <laughs> he's always got something to say. <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted to get... I wanted to get a. I wanted to make sure I got a shot in at the pilot G two. So that's yeah. why I wanted to make sure I had that covered. Oh, it was very funny to me. Of like, no, you have an opinion because it's like you you knew all of these things, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, like I enjoyed when like there was like one guy's like, oh, I bet your guest doesn't even know this. Like, yeah. yeah, all right, nice try, buddy. I got some comments on that one, and the people people who know me were just laughing. It was yeah. like, oh, that was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> It was it was so much fun. So I, apparently it went well enough. I'm already going to be booked to be back on, um, you know, come a, around oh, holiday season. Amazing. To, uh, we're going to do a... Uh, Brad, we're gonna this do is a, how we take over the world. Yeah, right? we're going to do a gift, this happened gift guide. to Jeremy Birch, right? So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, our friend Jeremy, he mm-hmm. ran Emojipedia. Yep. Jeremy was on the news all the time. Like he anytime was. there was something emoji related. Because once you All the new in, releases... Yeah, like once you're into the systems of these, like of of like radio and TV and stuff, mm-hmm. if they ever want to talk about a certain thing, well, now they've got their person, they've got their expert. Right. I do. Right. I, in listening to it, I, I couldn't make it. I was. I had another show to record. It was too complicated to move it around. And like, mm-hmm. Mike and was invited. Before, yeah, I was invited. And but really, this you know, I felt like I wouldn't. I felt like I'm not going to be able to add much here mm-hmm. in listening to it. Definitely. I would not mm-hmm. have been able to honestly, I think, add much to that conversation. Like other than mm-hmm. just like, hey, we do this thing together. Yeah. Unless we were doing like a straight interview. Yeah. Like if she, if it was just like, oh, let's talk about the pen addict, right? Like I could do that forever. But like answering these specific, like I don't, I just don't think that that, that was my, really my skill set. And Mm-hmm. I'm so I was happy <laughs> I couldn't make it because I would have felt really out of my depth I think um, but I'm so pleased that you did it both for you and for us uh, it was it fun was so cool. I I'm pleased that it went as well as it did you just never know right you never know but mm-hmm. it was uh it was uh it was just cool so the you question know, in the... with what we do here you never know what you're walking into yeah because there is always the possibility 
that we're about to be treated like weirdos. True. Right. Yeah. And so like you never truly know what you're getting into with these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. this is the same for me with all of the shows that I do. Right. 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 Because there are all these yeah. niche things. Right. And and mm-hmm. it's like yeah, like people, you you're just never sure if it's about to become like a thing, right? Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Ryan in the Discord is asking, how did you secure the WMYC spot? Like, how did she find you? And me and Brad mm-hmm. are both convinced, convinced it was the office ladies. Yep. Because it happened within days. Within days, yeah, of the um, office ladies release. Like, they, they emailed us uh, and DM'd us. Mm-hmm. Like Allison did personally. Allison did yeah. wild. Like exactly. <laughs> she was. Like, you have she like a hundred producers. It. Like <laughs> can't name it this way. But I understand she, that at the same time, where it's like, if they want it to be, le- if they really want to have you on, if she does it, then you pay attention. Yeah. Right. For sure. It's just like because I get this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I've been getting someone email me every two days for the last week and a half about doing some mm-hmm. TV thing, mm-hmm. and I like, I don't know what it, this is. And I keep right. asking for more information, and they're like, "Why don't we just set up a call?" And I'm like, "No, mm, like, yeah. <laughs> why don't you tell me what I'm here for?" Yeah, so like, yeah. this kind of weird stuff happens a lot, um, right? I mean, it, you, c- lot, it couldn't but... you couldn't be much safer than WNYC and NPR. Mm-hmm. Like, I yeah. felt pretty pretty safe about exactly. uh, doing it. So yeah, it's, it, that's why like that probably felt like a safe environment. But you still yep. never sure, right? Like the hosts got to be into the idea. Like, not necessarily mm-hmm. they're gonna make fun. But they got to be yeah. into it, right? Yeah. And so Allison is very, very into it by her choice of favorite pen, which was, if you haven't listened to it, is the Zebra Blend, which we've talked about on the podcast before because it came out of nowhere. And I kind of shared that little, little anecdote that we've mm-hmm. talked about how, like three, two years ago, it just came out of nowhere to finish number two on the OKB forty eight, which yep. is a, 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 a annual vote in Japan on on pens and i was like what is this pen and why is it number two and it turns out that's her favorite pen so uh she was she is definitely a uh, pen addict among us i very enjoyed the shock moment in you there because <laughs> mm-hmm. i could feel I was like wait what <laughs> the blend <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it was great it was great so that was that was such a fun experience hopefully i'll do it again hopefully hopefully we'll uh we'll be back on wnyc for the holidays doing a gift guide uh, that's what they were thinking about uh right now so we'll oh, see how it goes awesome man Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Make sure you save some of the goods for this show, though. Don't give them I will. WMIC. I, I don't will, leave I will. me, all right? Don't go. I know. Don't go start the pen addict on radio now and then, like, leave yeah. me, you know? Yep. I won't. No, no okay, worries. It took you no a long time there. to say I won't. Like, I just yeah. want I want everybody to be aware of that. The hesitation <laughs> in Brad's voice there. I mean, if Allison asked me to co-host, that's going to be, that's a tough call. We're going mean, to have a problem with me and you. I mean, there, there's a short list of, of people, and I mean, I mean, she's pretty great, right? <laughs> Turns out I'm not on that list <laughs> anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this episode Big is brought Brad. to you. Oh, we got to take a break. I'll let you go deflate your all head right. over there. This all episode right, is right. brought to you by Panchalet. Panchalet sold the very best products from all of your favorite brands. They sell fountain pens and rollerballs, mechanical pencils and ballpoints. They also sell accessories too. So if you want some carrying cases, they're really good if you're going to pen shows to have some nice carrying cases, to, especially large ones. They do like the large pen carrying cases. Mm-hmm. I appreciate those. Uh, but also refills, inks, fountain pen converters, and so much more. Pen Chalet have fantastic prices. They're doing discounts every couple of weeks, close-out specials as well, along with adding new styles of pens every month you're going to find new stuff going on at Pen Chalet. They sell internationally with very, very reasonable shipping rates. I've had things shipped from Pen Chalet a bunch of times. And they do free shipping in the U.S. on orders of over $75. Pen Chalet has low prices on high-quality pens, and they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee they want you to be happy over at Penchalet. So, go right now to penchalet.com, P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T.com, and click the podcast link at the top of the website. When you're there, enter the password PENADDICT. You will get there the code that you need to save 10% on anything at Penchalet and some special offers for PENADDICT listeners. If you read my Diplomat Magnum review recently, which is Diplomat's entry-level fountain pen and um, are interested in that pen. I don't know if Ron is coordinating this based on my review. I kind of don't think so. 
the price he has the new magnums the translucent ones the blue purple and orange ones is ridiculously good you got to scroll down a little bit to find that that's the good thing about going over to the pinch la panatic page there's all kinds of deals you got to scroll all the way down to the bottom sometimes to find the best stuff like it leads with the pelican stola ballpoint and rollerball which is a shockingly mm-hmm. good um pelican product that's a kind of an entry-level pelican product right and it's a really cool uh very classic german design very high quality and very low prices for both of these pens so definitely check that out and uh a little sneaky pelican moonstone m205 in there mike which uh, ron is always prone to sneaking some stuff in there like the magnum the pelican moonstone so make sure you go check out the whole list over at penchalet.com that's P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T dot com. Our thanks to Penchalet for the continued support of this show and Relay FM. Big news today. <laughs> big news today. Big-headed Brad episode today. We've, got, we've gone from big-head Brad to big news Brad. Are you still there? Did you just go away from me? Like, what is that? Are you quiet now? <laughs> Sorry, I was seeing where you were going with this. Then I decided to see how long I could hold out on you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, have I got to lead you in now? Am I not a good no. enough host for you anymore? Now you've no, got to experience someone else? You're the number one host in, in my heart, Mike. So mm-hmm. the next phase of NotCo is here. I guess that's the best way to put it. It's hard to know how to like describe um you know the like what we're doing with knock and we we talked about you know early this year or late last year i don't even remember when i was winding down knock and deciding what to do with the brand going forward knowing that i really didn't want it to go away right but i just can't make things anymore it's a full-time job i can't do it anymore so i'd been talking over the past few months with uh, mark dwight at rickshaw bags who a lot of people in our community know as a really great manufacturer of soft goods. And their style has always been similar in to knock in that we make, you know, very colorful, fun, functional cloth based bags, generally speaking, you know, synthetics and cottons and things like that. And the quality is, has always been top notch. So we started talking, what could we do with knock and have rickshaw manufacture them um some cases and essentially be a rickshaw product with a a little bit of knock co-branding on there and of course i wanted to continue the sinclair more than anything really i think the sinclair is one of the best cases that we made at knock so mark and i noodled on this for a couple of months making some prototypes uh, making some changes some minor changes some really good improvements that kind of needed to happen to the original design while keeping the aesthetic of the original Sinclair. So now we have the Sinclair Model R, which I'm launching uh, alongside Rickshaw. It's a collaboration, right? So um, this is a collaborative process with Rickshaw. We'll have um, starting with the Sinclair, I don't, we haven't even talked about doing a next thing. We don't, we haven't looked at it this far. You know, we were looking at, Hey, let's do this cool case that everyone loves that I love that Mark loves. Let's tweak it a little bit. Let's make it in the different options that you can get at Rickshaw, right? So different materials, different fun colors, plush on the inside, things like that, things that Rickshaw are known for. And and bring them out to the market and see what the market thinks. And we're going to launch these at the San Francisco pin show in a couple weeks. And then you'll be able to buy them online uh, through Rickshaw and you will eventually be able to fully customize this case, just like you can with any other Rickshaw product. This is a full, full lineup Rickshaw product. It will be at retail. Um, If retailers are interested in carrying this model, they will have this option. If you're interested in doing like custom patterns, you know how Rickshaw is known for that type of printing, you know, uh, on the fabrics to do different logos and things like that. This will be part of that. And they will all be uh, not co-branded and collaborated with Rickshaw. And the case came out great. Like I'm really, really happy with the um, case. I've been carrying it for the, one of the prototypes for a couple months. I don't have a final version 
yet with all the proper labels and the the final design tweaks but it, it's great it it's it's the sinclair man and it's an upgraded sinclair it's like it's got added features and it's just got cool stuff going and uh, i'm excited to get these in people's hands so we announced it yesterday on rickshaw's instagram feedback has been exceedingly positive yeah. and i'm excited to get these going i have a bunch of questions for you all right so you mentioned the collaboration yes what does what does that mean do you still uh, own yeah so ip i own everything i okay. am not giving up anything i am basically it's just a straight collaboration like i will get a royalty on a case if you will kind of thing right okay. Um, no ownership of the brand, no ownership of the name, no ownership of the design, anything like that. Um, it's just, hey, let's do this together and let's see how it goes. So I can work with other companies. I can work, make other cases with other brands, whatever I want to do. Like, I don't have anything working right now, but like, yeah, it's nothing Probably more. Probably make another Sinclair, though. Probably not, but, yeah. you know. <laughs> Maybe I could make a leather one, you know, something like that with a manufacturer like that. You know, I don't have anything in the works, but I'm just saying there's no there's no ownership change or no nothing proprietary, nothing ownership wise or anything like that. So, um, yeah, so it's just a straight up collaboration. And if it goes well, which I think it will, maybe we can do some more cases down the line. You know, we haven't even talked about that um, whatsoever. We wanted to get this going, mm -hmm. see how it goes, see what the feedback is and um, all of that. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, are these co-branded? Yes. So, Knock has always put like a label on the inside, right? So, we have the Knock Co label on the inside and the Rickshaw label on the exterior. We actually have a better exterior spot now on the design of the case. There's an outside uh, kind of like little slim pouch on the outside, which I think is a great addition to the case. So, like there'll be a Rickshaw label there and then the Knock Co label where we normally would place it on the inside. And it looks good. It's our traditional Knock Co uh, tag um same tag we've been using uh for all of our goods before we wanted to make sure we kind of kept that branding going on there they kept keep it the same so yeah the actually it's actually the original not co tags that we use do you have a role in this um no like i have no requirements other than like mark and i basically collaborate on the design right you know so we we'll talk about like what's good what's bad what we want to change why we're doing certain tweaks, why we you don't want to do certain things. What they want to do. Like if they've proposed a yeah. tweak, you can have a say in that at least. Yes. Yeah. But but that's it. Like I'm not involved in like and I'll I will certainly I'm sure market it, right? Because I want people to know that these cases are out there. But yeah. I don't have to I'm not you make money on it, right? Like, yeah. And I'll make <laughs> money on it. Yeah. To to like, do that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But I'm not like required to do anything whatsoever which was the goal with this right yeah. uh, it's like completely hands-off other than like some design um discussion you know we talk about materials we talk about colors you know if we change um change certain certain pieces of the design you know let's let's have these conversations right let's make it you know we want to keep it as true to the original design but it's also time for an upgraded product too like yeah. just in shape and materials and things like that so yeah it's it's uh it's mostly hands off once the product project uh, or the product launches, right? So it's it's really really good. I'm I'm happy with this setup. And like it's saying about being hands on and being in San Francisco, or not mm -hmm. being hands on being in San Francisco. Would you ever step behind a pen show table? Hmm, that's a good question. I hadn't even thought about that. Um. I mean, I wouldn't say no, but there's no plans of that. Like, yeah. like I'm not doing anything, you know, uh, like I don't have a, like a rickshaw not co event or, you know, that Brad's going to be at the table, you know, working on San Francisco. Like literally it's completely hands off. Obviously I will be there and be around because I want to talk to people about the product because I'm happy with how the product turned out. Um, but yeah, like no requirements. Like I'm not working for rickshaw or doing anything like that. And, yeah. you know, no plans at pin shows to... Um, to do any of that type of work, that's not really um, in my in my want to dos these days, right? <laughs> yeah. And how did these models compare to the originals? Like, what's changed? Because there are quite a lot of changes, right? But I think they're they're all for the better. 
every single one of them for the better. So it's slightly larger. You'll mostly notice the size difference in the the length, the the height of the case. The height of the case is about uh, probably like a half an inch taller to fit just some of the biggest pins that people use a little bit better, right? So well, also they it, use the thicker lining, right? Yeah, and so the thicker lining that did force us to change like some of the side panel widths. So some of the depth is fractionally thicker, but that is very, um, very minor um, size uh, diameter. So the width and the thickness is fractionally larger to account for the thicker uh, plush interior, but the height is noticeably larger. But you like, you would notice them if you set this side by side to an original Sinclair that it's taller, Mm. but on its own, it feels like the exact same product. Um, my favorite addition is the pocket on the outside. I've been using that pretty regularly in my prototypes. Um, I like having that external pocket just for more yeah. storage. Like if people, a lot of people use the Sinclair, you know, has always had three pin slots on one side and then an open slot on the opposite interior side. And I always use that for paper goods and small notebook note cards. Well, a lot of people just stuff more pins in there. So now they can have either more pins on the outside, even more pins, or they can move the paper goods to the outside. So I I like the addition of that external pocket. So um, it's been very good. Like I'm using an X-Pack material one. That's, I think, the thing I'm most excited about with Rickshaw is the variety of materials. Like to start with, which I think is really cool, we're doing a bunch of traditional thousand denier Cordura materials in the original not not so colors. Happy to see that in the post. It would have been so sad for me <laughs> if it that wasn't an option. Like the original yep. material, like that would yep. uh, that would have been a bit of a bummer. Yeah, so we're doing it the Notco way in the colors and materials, right, for some of the original launch. But then we're doing the rickshaw style with the new materials that, you know, we didn't have access to or couldn't afford at the time, right, that Mark Mark has uh, inventory of. So we have things like X-Pack and just different materials that I enjoy from a carry perspective. But I like that we're going to have these original uh, kind of colorways, models, and they'll be the same because we use the same... Uh, fabric manufacturer to order like the the base fabrics from so mm. you're going to see some very cool original not co colorways that people have wanted us to redo for years you'll be able to get that in this in the sinclair model r now which i think is i'm i'm most excited about that seeing like some of our original colors it was like oh yeah i want that one and i want that one and i want that one just yeah. because those are the cases that i remember most fondly right it's it's really cool that way and then because and then of the materials, they have like a bunch of optional features you'll be able to add at some point. Looking yeah, at the exactly. website. Uh, a Velcro loop patch for Velcro-backed patches, webbing loops for other EDC gear to be attached to them, and a belt loop. Like just yep. stuff like that. It's like none of those things are for me, but they're for someone. And like exactly. the ability that you, to be able to offer all this stuff. I mean, I don't... Pl- this is not meant as a slide to you, but like mm-hmm. this is the ideal place that not Coke could have gotten to is like this kind of manufacturer, right? Like right. to be able to say, not just like we have all these colors that like you just choose what you want. Right. And the, the, the style and aesthetic knock has always had, has been that right. Mm-hmm. Even though we couldn't, we couldn't make them like rickshaw does make them as make them to order right essentially rickshaw is made to order shop for the for all intents and purposes like not could never have done that right so but the aesthetic and the ability to mix and match colors and just to have this really standout aesthetic Mm -hmm. for the product um we always believed in it knock you know we wanted to make something that stood out even if it was just basic black right you still knew what it was you knew that was a knock case and you know we can we can get that at, at rickshaw now and I, I think you will you will see that as as we go through and uh keep producing these cases i'm pretty excited about this i am too i'm really happy with the product as it turned out mm-hmm. like it's super high quality it's super well made which like there was no doubt in my mind um you know that that it would turn out this way but like it's also like a hard process for me. It's like, okay, well, do I am I giving up some of like the the DNA of what made knock? And it's like, well, 
it's not always going to be what it used to be, right? And understanding that from like a personal perspective and not letting go, but being content with like different phases of different businesses in your life. Like that's a hard thing to do and it's important. Um, you know, it's an important thought process to have, you yep. know, to just kind of, kind of, if you want something to happen, like, you know, what do you have to give up or what changes do you have to make or what sacrifices do you make to continue something that you love and, you know, want it to like be in like a really good place. And I, I think we are with this Sinclair Model R, like I'm really, really ecstatic with how the product turned out and working with Mark has been, has been very good. And yep you know, the, the style of the case is exactly what I want. And I'm, I'm excited to get these in people's hands. Yeah. Like you could be staunchly in the camp of like, no, like this has to come from me 100%. Like mm-hmm. this is my idea. Like I know better than anyone how to, this thing should be right. made. You could do that. But then right, right now this, it wouldn't exist at all. Yeah, exactly. Right. I'm not in that place in my life to do this. That yeah. I'm in my place, the place in my life to do this. Yes, and I'm very, very happy with how it turned out, and I think it's going to be really good. And like, if it goes well, like this is just literally scratching the surface, and it's, you know, just seeing how, you know, we can can work on different projects and yep. with different companies, yep. and and keeping the knock name out there and the knock design aesthetic and the feel. Um, and look and functionality of a lot of these products. Like I, I'm excited to see um, what happens next, but we got to get this launched first. So mm-hmm. San Francisco pin show, they will be available physically and then uh, online right at that same time from the uh, rickshaw.com. So we'll have the links in the show notes and I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about it as we uh, get closer to the show or in the show recap of uh, my trip to San Francisco. But uh, it's going to be nice to uh, have these cases there. Yeah, my kind of dream for you now is like you, Come basically like a one-man design studio, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and come up with these ideas, and other people can make them, or people come to you and they're like, "Brad, help me," you know? Yeah, make a yeah. Case. We got ideas. I I am never lacking for ideas. That mm-hmm. is one thing I promise you. <laughs> all right, if you want to find links to all of this stuff today, go to relay.fm/penaddict/five-two-five. Uh, just a couple of weeks away from the San Francisco Pen Show. Excited for that. Mm-hmm. Yep, very for you, excited. Anyway, I'm not going to be there. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. Nice. I'm excited. Be nice yeah, for the, you. The best part about a pin show week is we don't have to miss miss any uh, episodes, right? Like yep. I travel after an episode and I'm back before the next one, so we'll have a good preview and a good uh, recap here coming up soon. If you want to find Brad online in the meantime, go to penaddict.com. You can go to spokedesign.com. You can find Brad. He is at Dowdyism on Twitter, penaddict on Instagram, and he's also. Uh, Twitch.tv slash penaddict streams three times a week. I'm at iMike, I-M-Y-K-E. Thank you to Pen Chalet and Sanebox for their support of this episode. And we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. <laughs>